Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Marini. I'm your host, Thanos Dabelis. Today we're looking at Pennsylvania, where former President Donald Trump waded into the state's Senate Republican primary, throwing his support behind Dr. Mehmet Az, a Turkish-American TV physician. Georgia Logothetis, Halk's managing director, joins me to break down why this endorsement has infuriated some of Trump's most fervent supporters and look at why Az's close links to Turkey and the world of its autocratic president Erdogan are raising concerns in Washington. Georgia, welcome back on The Greek Current. Thank you, Thano. Georgia, the Daily Beast's headline this weekend was Trump world goes into meltdown after Trump endorses Dr. Oz. Why has this caused such an uproar within Trump's camp? Well, it's an interesting dynamic in Pennsylvania, which we're seeing kind of replicated in Republican primaries across the country. Trump, obviously, several years out from office, several years out from his impeachment, still holds sway over his base. And essentially, he is the Republican Party. And so what we're seeing is Republican candidates jockeying to out-Trump each other. And what happened in Pennsylvania is there was, you know, these kind of establishment candidates that have gone more to the right to try and appeal to Trump's base. And then you have Oz, Dr. Oz, as many of you know him from the Oprah Winfrey Show, who is a celebrity who decided to enter American politics and had caught the eye of Donald Trump. And it's no surprise that he caught his eye. Trump likes flashy. Trump likes people that already have, you know, a name for themselves. I mean, he buys into the Oz media personality. And I think that had far more to do with it than any of Oz's policy positions. And that's why the base is kind of giving Trump a little bit of blowback on his endorsement, because they're saying that Dr. Oz is not a quote unquote true conservative, you know, not a true believer. They point to the fact that he had Michelle Obama on his show. There's all these little breadcrumbs that they use. But the fact is, Dr. Oz is kind of how Trump was, which is a celebrity, I think, with no true ideological bent and more just kind of putting his finger in the wind and seeing where the politics go. And he decided that he would be able to make the best foray in the Republican primary. Does Oz really stand a chance, though, Georgia? Yeah, look, I mean, Trump is still the kingmaker, essentially, for a very sizable portion of the Republican base, right? And we're talking about a primary election. So I think it's important for listeners to understand the difference between the electorate in a Republican primary versus a electorate in a general election. A Republican primary is absolutely going to skew very Trump. And so will it give him a boost? Trump doesn't really have a great record when it comes to endorsements, right? But I think here it's a little bit different. We do have kind of that star power, the name recognition. In the most recent polls, Oz has been gaining on the frontrunner McCormick. But I don't think that it's going to be the thing that pulls him over the finish line. But I do think it certainly puts Oz much more in the game than he was several weeks ago. What's some of the blowback that Trump has been getting over this endorsement from heavyweights in the party? Well, a couple. One is, you know, the idea that Oz is not a real conservative. And as I mentioned, I mean, when you hear him on the campaign trail, he's basically just giving Trump speeches, right? So he's certainly saying the right words. He's singing the right tune. But there are some that, again, dig into this kind of like Hollywood personality and say that he's a Hollywood elitist, a secret closet liberal. I don't think the facts bear that out. But that's their blowback that they're giving to Trump on that. And then on the other side, outside of the ideological considerations, there are people that are looking at it from a kind of horse race perspective. And they're saying, why isn't Trump endorsing 
the strongest candidate that we have coming out of the Republican primary to go into the general election. And a lot of people view that to be, you know, the frontrunner McCormick. Aside from these concerns that we've outlined, Georgia, within the Trump camp about Oz's MAGA credentials, Oz's links to Turkey have also come under the spotlight. What questions do his ties to Turkey raise in Washington and beyond? His ties to Turkey are vast, not just because obviously he's, you know, a Turkish American. He was born here in the United States. He served in the Turkish military. He came back, lived here for a very long time, obviously, and became an American celebrity. But I do think that it is a record that absolutely needs to be scrutinized. Not only obviously has he met with members of the Turkish government, Erdogan, members of the president's, you know, party AKP, but he has, you know, really strong ties to the Turkish business community. And I think anyone who's been following this podcast knows how intricately tied the Turkish business community is with the Turkish government, right? Two sides of the same coin. And so there is a big concern about how he would act if elected and in whose interests he would act. And I think the red flag that was sent up was when he said, if I'm elected to the Senate, you know, I may give up my Turkish citizenship. I may not. Right. And he got a lot of kind of visceral reaction to that. Rightly so. Right. For a person to be elected to the Senate, to be just kind of mulling over dual citizenship. That's just not something that we do here in our American system of government. And he backtracked. He said, yes, I'll give it up if I'm elected. But again, you're kind of trusting a politician. I think that anyone that's listening knows that you just don't do that, right? So people are going into the voting booth soon to really take it on faith that if they do elect this man with these very strong ties to the Turkish government and the Turkish business community to the United States Senate, that he pinky promises that he will give up his dual citizenship. Of course, the problem is that here in America, we have no recourse for when he backtracks on that promise, if he backtracks on that promise. So it is absolutely concerning. And I'll tell you from a politics perspective, why doesn't he do it now? Right. Why doesn't he show his good faith and do it now in the campaign instead of hedging his bets and saying, well, I'm going to keep it, you know, and then if I'm elected, I'll give it up. Running for office is, you know, a big job. It's not for little kids. Right. And it's a big decision that has to be made, but you have to be able to make those tough decisions when you're a candidate. And I think from a political perspective, it shows that he is not as mature of a candidate, I think, that is needed in such a volatile race as obviously Pennsylvania is known for its really, really kind of bruising races. During his presidency, Georgia, former President Trump, it was well known that he had a warm relationship with Turkish President Erdogan. Has he now endorsed somebody that? Erdogan could potentially have leverage over? I think absolutely. Look, Trump admires strongmen. He admired Putin. He admires Erdogan. He admires that type of governmental style. And what we know is that Erdogan would not hesitate a second to use any type of leverage that he has. So if he has somebody in the United States Senate that is a Turkish citizen, you can absolutely guarantee that he would try to leverage that to his advantage. But even if he does renounce his citizenship, you have somebody sitting in the Senate that would have, again, these really kind of comprehensive ties to the Turkish business community, to really controversial Turkish groups here in the United States. It's essentially the Turkish lobby would have a voice in the United States Senate. And I think that's 
extremely troublesome, especially given the atmosphere that we're in right now. Georgia, thanks for joining us on The Greek Current. Thanks so much, Donald. Pleasure to be here. In other news, the United States on Monday imposed sanctions on seven people in the Western Balkans it accused of being a threat to regional stability, including Nikola Gurevsky, the former prime minister of North Macedonia. Gurevsky has been indicted and remains a suspect in numerous cases of corruption and has been accused of abuse of office, money laundering, and other offenses related to his time as the prime minister of North Macedonia, a U.S. Treasury Department statement said. Those targeted were added to the list of specially designated nationals maintained by the U.S. Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Assets Control. This means their assets are blocked, U.S. citizens are generally prohibited from dealing with them, and they are also banned from entering the United States. Finally, the energy ministers of Greece, Israel, and Cyprus met in Jerusalem to discuss the repercussions of the international energy crisis, progress in building new infrastructure to increase energy security in the eastern Mediterranean, and the prospects for resupplying Europe with natural gas from the region. The flagship projects that were discussed include the Euro-Asia interconnector linking the power grids of Greece, Cyprus, and Israel, and the East Med natural gas pipeline. The three ministers also examined the possibility of shipping LNG to European markets by taking advantage of the natural gas liquefaction facilities in Egypt and agreed to examine the possibility of an LNG terminal in Cyprus. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.